Welcome to Disney Animation Minute Essentials, where we are going through Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs one minute at a time. I'm Andrew Dorowski. And I'm Kestra Dorowski. And today we have a guest back with us. It's Jerry from Indiana Jones Minute. How's it going? Today we are discussing Minute 12, which begins with cute animals peering through the trees and ends with Snow White vocalizing with some birds. Yep. Welcome back, Jerry. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate that. That's, that's fun. I enjoyed uh, yesterday's minute very much. Well, I I had a lot of fun uh, just watching and taking notes on this minute because my first note is that there are about 10 million cute bunny butts <laughs> <laughs> on this screen. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Like, and I, you know, they I, just, you go, you go. I was going to say, I was really amazed that the you know the one the most intrepid forest creature there is that little bunny. Well, <laughs> like, he, he has that wonderful crawl where he's like, yeah, he's got his butt high and his head low, <laughs> right. and he's like, I'm gonna spy on this thing. I'm creeping up, paw first, big paw reach. Yep. What's going on here? And then he sniffs her. <laughs> yeah, he sniffs her hair. He sniffs her hair, and I'm wondering are the other. You know, rabbits and the the doe, and there's even a turtle. They're like, "Oh my god, I can't believe it. what's he doing!" <laughs> you know, so we don't brief. know what that is. You know, we, we have no idea what. To, why does he always have to meddle with the <laughs> new interloping creatures? Yeah, and then she scares them off again. Right, yeah, as right. soon as, as soon as she moves, they're out. Yeah, they're like. Ah! So uh, I actually have experience with rabbits. When I was uh, when I was a kid, I had a pet rabbit named Winry and she was a Norwegian dwarf rabbit which is oddly appropriate now wow uh, and so like all the rabbit motions I'm like watching Esther Clisson like yeah like I, I remember my rabbit <laughs> well and and was she intrepid um not especially <laughs> I was gonna say did uh, do we just have we pegged rabbits for these timid creatures when when in fact they're actually uh you know they they well, display great valor she she would get a little more adventurous when we had her you know most of the time she was in a cage for safekeeping, but you know we'd let her out and hop around and she'd usually start out slow. And then she'd, you know, get a little more comfortable with the room and she'd hop around sure. a bit. And they can get up to speed. They can get up to like 10 miles an hour. That's <laughs> you know, really if, fast. Yeah. If they start really, really hopping. I don't know about some of those show rabbits. Have you ever seen the show rabbit jumping competitions? <laughs> it's like dressage <laughs> no, for rabbit. I didn't know that. No. Yeah. It's, where, can, uh, where can I find that? I'm sure if you just type in like rabbit show jumping uh you'll you'll find a competition uh video on youtube uh, you know that's the the beauty of the internet i mean <laughs> you can find it <laughs> but no but yeah they they just uh they have a little obstacle course where they have to you know jump over a certain height or wow a certain distance and and their handlers just have the little uh the thin leashes like you see on dog shows <laughs> wow Who it's knew? But yeah, I guess some of those would probably be pretty intrepid. Well, well, I guess what we see here is sort of the the once again, and with with your Norwegian dwarf rabbit coming out of the cage, you've experienced in real life. I guess just the fear of the unknown. You know, that's when when Snow White moves or comes to all the woodland creatures. You know, retreat. So I guess to them, she is what the forest has just been to her. Right. You yeah. know, because they. 
have basically the complete same reaction where it's like run away and like hide. Yeah, get away. Sure, sure. And then you know she says, "I'm awfully sorry. I didn't mean to frighten you, but you don't know what I've been through." And I'm yeah. thinking like Snow White's a little hard on herself right here. You know, she's, I mean, she's pretty tough on herself here. Yeah, she's pretty. I mean, the huntsman just almost tore her heart out to hand deliver to the queen for her to eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's like, oh, my gosh. you. Do, I mean, I'm sorry and, to frighten you. <laughs> and like five minutes ago was the height of her feeling like love and affection for the prince. Yeah. So she's oh, on a roller wow. coaster. Yeah. Well, it's, welcome, you know, love, welcome to fear. it. Snow White. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she seems Go to ahead. have a lot of fear because even when she saw the prince, she was scared. Yeah, she ran up those stairs and, like, oh, and hid so for weird. a minute until right. she had, you know, puffed her hair up and <laughs> straightened out her tattered skirt. Mm-hmm. So right, I guess right. she just needs a minute to compose herself, and then everything's okay. <laughs> pull, pull on her scullery, you know, put on her scullery best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whatever that is, I guess. But she does. She does say after this quote. And all because I was afraid. Which I thought was a fascinating quote. She's saying, you know, I had these terrible reactions and I've just been running around like crazy because I was afraid. Not that there was anything actually going on. Nothing was chasing me. I was just afraid of things. So it's like a really well-adjusted take on the situation. Yeah, I agree. The uh, the next thing I noticed was uh, when the animals scatter in particular, I see shades of what would become Fantasia with the oh, kind sure. of sounds that they go with all the animals moving. Like you hear a little tinkling when the birds fly. You don't hear wings flapping, but it's just a little musical, you know, jingling. Well, see, and- now I just want to get back to your point about she's well adjusted on that by saying that um- – you say saying it was all because I was afraid. I'm I, I'm thinking she's. I might take that a different direction here. I think she's kind of nuts. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I I'm not dogging Snow White. I'm just saying she's she's sitting there, and I mean, she just survived a murder attempt. <laughs> you know what I mean? And she's like, and mm-hmm. all because I was afraid. It was it was much ado about nothing. All, you know, she she actually. So maybe said, she shouldn't be shrugging it off too much. It's like. Right. I'm, she, I'm she sorry. I was just yeah. assaulted. <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. And she says, quote, I'm so ashamed of the fuss I made. And I'm saying, look, her it's, it's OK was, to make that. that that's yeah. an appropriate fuss, probably. Yeah, I it's co- could certainly commensurate with the situation. Mm-hmm. And, and she's in an abusive situation. Right. I mean, the most powerful person in the kingdom is trying to kill her. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, she's got plenty to be afraid of. Well, and, and since you bring up uh, abuse, I think one of the things we see in, in many, you know, depictions of abuse, and I've never, you know, studied it or anything, but my understanding is that abuse victims typically become very self-conscious and apologetic about their own behavior. Uh, so maybe this is just, you know, a depiction of that abusive relationship you're mentioning. Yeah, no, no. Says, I, like, I, I made this fuss. It's like, no, it's okay that you got emotional. <laughs> Right, right. And that's exactly what I was thinking. It's like, hey, let's take a minute here, Snow White. I mean, you've been through a lot. You guys said the roller coaster of love and then <laughs> I mean, someone's trying to kill her and she gets away. And even then, I mean, she 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 gets away. She escapes death 
by the kindness of the huntsman, you know, mm-hmm. or or I guess just by the I don't know maybe the good mor- morality or the the good moral nature of what's probably a stranger. He he knows who she is. I mean, he says, yeah, you know, he I don't want to kill the princess, but but she's probably yeah. not a friend. Yeah, I right. don't know how much they've associated. He probably, I mean, just for just for terms of like you know a coworker situation, he's probably you know his boss, the queen, really despises Snow White. So he's probably just like, look, Snow White seems cool to me and all that, but look, just for because because of my job, my occupation, I just gotta, I got, I can't get too close to her. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like, I'm going to pass her cubicle and not nod. I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to pass the scullery kitchen and just not look over. You know, well, and I think maybe the, the closest um, they would interact because we see that he takes her out to the, to the field and it doesn't seem like that's a thing he hasn't done before. So maybe as close as a chauffeur. Maybe. Sure. Sure. Which is sort of strange. I mean, you'd think if you're Snow White, you're, I mean, I understand she gives everybody the benefit of the doubt. But sometimes it's a little bit it's like, hey, do you want to go pick some flowers? And you're like, wait a minute. Like, you, I mean, <laughs> like I saw you yesterday and you barely said hello to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, I, like, I'm supposed to go to a field and pick flowers? Like, nah, something's up. Have you been talking to the queen? Did the queen put you up to this? <laughs> so you know? uh, last week in, in that same scene, I talked about shades of, of mice and men. Uh, ah. Where it's like, go pick the flowers instead of, you know, look at the soft bunnies. You know, think about the soft bunnies. Wow. Uh, That's and, good. And I did the research, and Of Mice and Men was released the same year that Snow White premiered, uh, 1938. Wow. That's incredible. So it's, I think there's like something going on there. Something the, going on there, yeah. With, no, you know, the, you. the mercy of murder, <laughs> you know, trying right, to bring right. something beautiful into it beforehand. Right. Yeah. Wow. That's really good. I like that. Um, uh, and then I, as, as interesting and, you know, maybe problematic as her self-criticism is at, at the fuss she made and, and being ashamed and all that. I do think um, it's a positive way she reacts to it. The next moment where she says to the birds, what do you do when, when things go wrong? She's thinking about how do I resolve what I'm feeling? Like my entire world is, getting shaken up what's what's a safe space what's a safe activity and and it you know it ends up being singing which for her she she seems to know a, a bit yeah she, sure. she knows a bit sure. of singing and so i think that is a like a good reaction you know when you've felt overwhelmed with fear or something find a a simple personal activity find a way to ground yourself again and I- it's a good mechanism. It is. It is a good mechanism. Uh, you know, I thought it was a remarkably, I mean, she's intrepid in the sense that it was a remarkably personal question to ask the Blue Jays. Now, but yeah, I but mean, she just I met them the, and she's like, basically, what do you do if you, when, you know, when what your do you, parents what, try to kill you? Yeah. What do you, exactly? <laughs> what do you guys when, do? When things go when, wrong, you know, yeah. when things go wrong, <laughs> when you, you've survived uh, a murder attempt, <laughs> you know, you've just been uh, part of an, uh, she's probably you know, cold from the, unab- from the water unab- and the wind aborted murder, you know, assassination. <laughs> do you guys sing a song? <laughs> <laughs> like, I yeah, do. 
do things go wrong for you guys? Is anything yeah. like this? <laughs> like just simple things go wrong. Sure. Um, and I'm, I'm wondering if that's the same baby bluebird that she saw just before the huntsman tried to kill her. Well, in oh. my book, oh, do you Snow have an answer White on this one? Dwarfs, the creation of a classic. This book is getting a lot of name <laughs> recognition <laughs> through us. But uh, yeah, I, I was curious. Do they have a statement on, yeah, on they, that? They, they sure do. Oh, I'm really hoping it's the same one. Because if they didn't, it was at least my head cannon. I, I'm going to go with yes. <laughs> if they wrote about it, I'm suspicious that it's yeah. definite. The baby bird and his parents, whom Snow White encounters early in the Huntsman sequence, return in the clearing in the woods to help reassure her and continue to reappear at intervals throughout the story. All right. So it is the same bluebird, the same little blue bird. The the baby baby bluebird. Maybe maybe Uh, he felt like a a connection then already, and so he was able to answer her. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it wasn't just a cold opening for him. Well, and because uh, in that sequence, she was helping him find his parents. He was he was crying. She wiped away his tear. And, yeah, yeah. And so she was helping him when things went wrong. And now they're yeah. helping her. Yeah. Teamwork. You know, I, I sing reggae. Is that your when things go wrong? That's what I do when it <laughs> goes wrong. <laughs> I sing reggae. I'm not good at it. And I can't sing at all, and there's not a bird that comes anywhere near me when I'm singing. But I do notice that when things go wrong, I actually sing reggae. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think what my solution is. If it's singing, it's probably it's not. It's not singing. I'm sorry. <laughs> Kestra is uh, a gifted singer herself and from a family of gifted singers, and my family is not nope. and she flinches when we sing happy birthday <laughs> i warned you and yeah. you didn't believe me that first time <laughs> Ooh, i was like how bad could they be it could be that bad. um so singing I mean, is probably I, not mine yeah i mean when i sing it's basically things going wrong for other people <laughs> that's how that is um, well, I think, they were purposely singing badly. They even said no, beforehand. That was our joke our because we can't control it that well. Um, I think I think one of my things is probably listening to podcasts. That's one of my like safe spaces oh, when I'm under cool. stress. I, I pop the headphones in and, and you know get some podcasts down. Yeah. I probably sing. Yeah, or, I think singing's one of yours. Um, play the piano or or any of the instruments I play. Mm-hmm. And musically gifted. Yes. <laughs> Or color in my wonderful like co- color therapy books. Color therapy books, which several of them, I think I have six, <laughs> and I think four of the six are Disney. Disney themed. Oh, wow. Okay. But I actually like I enjoy the the coloring therapy stuff too. I I've not done it as much as you, and I don't think I've gained as much benefit from you as you have from it. But um. One of my sisters also has done the the coloring art therapy stuff. And so that's definitely one of the things that's, you know, a popular choice. That's good when things go when things go wrong. That sounds like its own podcast right there. What do you do when things go wrong? What do you do when things go wrong? A podcast on coping. It's a little bit more expensive than what do you do when you survive an aborted murder attempt. Mm -hmm. So Right. Um I I've got a question for you, Jerry. Sure. It's a question my brother suggested. He's going to be a guest uh, in a couple weeks. Is Snow's voice annoying to you? Yes. Okay. 
<laughs> like uh, unforgivably high pitched. Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> as we've been watching uh, in the in the earliest minutes in the first week, I think we talked about. We feel like her voice really should be quite annoying to us, but it doesn't grate on us very much. Well, when I listen to the songs like by themselves without like the animation and mm-hmm. the story and the movie itself, it, I find the songs and her voice really annoying. But Even though they're appropriate to what was considered yes. the music of the time and, yes. and the way to sing that and type of music. Sure, uh, sure. Sh- she, the the voice actress, was classically trained. So that was how she was trained, and that's the that was the stuff. That's that what was, people were doing. Yeah, yeah. It's that's a that's a tough one because she clearly has a a great. Uh, this is hard. <laughs> no, I don't like her. She clearly is is knows what she's doing singing in terms of she's I'm not surprised at all that she's classically trained. She can crush those notes. She is. And I mean, mm-hmm. she makes Mariah Carey sound like a baritone. I mean, <laughs> she, she's, that's all true, but is it a tone or, you know, is it a timbre or tone quality that I want to hear again and again? No, it's not. But, but she doesn't speak a lot. <laughs> yeah. These are but, like and, her, and, and, her fourth and fifth lines coming up in these yeah, and, yeah, and if I had to like redraw her and give her a different voice watching the movie, I don't know if I'd change it. I mean, I, I, you know, I can't imagine her being like, what do you do when things don't go your way? You know, I mean, <laughs> I, it's like, it's, I guess if your name is Snow White, then it fits. Yeah, it it. I mean, something about it just rings with innocence and it suits yes. her perfectly. And I think part of it is, I don't know like what stage of development they were on when they got the voice, but I think part of it was drawing for the voice as much as she performed for the drawing. Yeah, absolutely. Especially because she sings a bunch of songs mm-hmm. and uh, the songs propel the scenes and they also... Um, you know, like, I'm wishing, you know, I'm not going to do it. I can't, I can't do it. I'm wishing <laughs> I can't go that high, but I mean, that it, it, you know, it, it outlines her character and tells you more about her when she's wishing, she's singing about wishing and, and for a prince to come. And I mean, that whole thing and even whistle while you work, which is, you know, who wants to work? <laughs> but she, she's sitting there. I mean, nobody wants to work, but she's whistling while she works, meaning that it's, you know, I mean, she she always sees the sunny side of things. And that's who she is, which, by the way, was probably one of my favorite scenes, because all I could see was wish, you know, was whistle while you twerk, because <laughs> all those animals are like cleaning all they're, they're the like dishes. Dusting. They're, they're dusting yeah, they're, with their tails. They're all <laughs> dusting with their hind ends, and the, like, yeah, the, all the dishes and the glasses and the. T- and I was just I watched like a three minute thing of whistle while you twerk, and that's it. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I'm sorry. Maybe you guys will never see that the same again, but it, it changed me forever. Well, we'll make sure we pass that along to the guest who's here for that minute. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. I did, I did. You bring up a great point, and I had a question for you guys. Are you attracted to Snow White's purity? 
I think it is like I really enjoy the kindness that she displays like at all times basically. Um mm-hmm. she she doesn't seem to exhibit any selfishness uh and she's not afraid of of putting forth the effort to be kind. And I think that's certainly admirable and I think it's associated with her her innocence and purity. But I mean there is a great deal to which she is naive. Um, I was going to say... And and coming up later, spoilers for, you know, towards the end, to the point of not listening to warnings. Yeah, she's, she's wow. very yeah. naive and a little childish um, in just some of the ways of her thinking. Um, she is only 14, is what the Disney... Yeah, for the, for the Disney version. Animation says that she's 14 in the Disney version. Uh, but she, she still seems quite naive, but she is very innocent and I like there are parts of her that I really admire but for the most part I just seem I, I see someone who's very naive and oblivious to a bunch of dangers around her yeah right and it, to the point of being unsafe yes well and and do we I mean do we value that uh, it's interesting because what you say is you know she's very kind and and I agree with you that's that's incredible but how much do we value purity and at what point does purity just turn into inexperience, turn into, I don't know, never, you always playing everything safe to where you don't get out your front door to where you don't experience anything in the world to now you see logs as alligators mm-hmm. and I don't know. I, I thought to what you said, she, 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 I, you almost wonder, I mean, she's almost dysfunctional in the world. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, she's and so sheltered and she's yeah. lucky that the dwarves are the ones she interacts with and that they yeah. are able to, to handle her dysfunctionality. But, but because the dwarves, with other I mean, people would be very, it'd be very different, but the, they kind of live in a marginalized environment yeah too i mean the dwarves are like these marginalized men who they they're they're sort of sequestered from the world as well i mean they all go work in a mine and it's just yeah it's just just, them and they just see each other yeah they just see each other it's just them in the mine working like there isn't a foreman or a boss i mean i kind of get the vibe that maybe doc is the boss and then and so they and then they 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 commute to work all together they commute back all you know all, mm-hmm. they all eat back together. home they, they, they eat together. together they don't They're clean rooming. anything together yeah and then they all sleep together and you kind of want to say like okay listen 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 everybody you guys got to get out <laughs> yeah you guys got to get you i understand you're in behind you're living behind the seven mountains and the seven falls and you're the seven dwarves that's cool but look that's just how this thing started you, someone needs to go y'all get, need to find your own mountain with your own falls at least for like 2 years <laughs> you know what i mean for they, like they need a gap year <laughs> yeah they need a gap year i don't know a rumspringer or something just anything <laughs> away from exactly that environment and the only one and this is the interesting thing grumpy is grumpy right right he's grumpy but for some reason i couldn't help thinking that he's the most experienced of all of them yeah i think he well he's the one that displays the most range because he can be grumpy 
as well as being happy or a little embarrassed or a little angry or yeah, yes. also feeling tired. And so he, he has the, the largest range. Everyone else is kind of one note, whereas he's, you know, maybe got five or six. And, and he yeah. changes. I mean, mostly even with him being a little bashful or, or happy, there is still that little bit of grumpy, grumpy nature in him because he's grumpy. But he's feeling the other stuff. But he's feeling the other stuff. Whereas, you know, the other people don't seem, the other dwarves don't seem to ever feel grumpy. He, he he also like sleepy all the time. Yeah, he also shreds on a wooden flute organ. Yeah, and you're like, where do you learn that? Like, I want to yeah. see that story. If there's any one of them that any and he keeps complaining about, you know, women, <laughs> and he spits, you know, women. Well, now and I'm he, like I'm thinking about this, and like you're right, like his his musicality, and he definitely seems to have had experience. And maybe he went off. Yeah, so maybe he did yeah. spend two years away somewhere else. And I'd actually be really interested in that because um, like the, one thing we've, we've mentioned this film for being named Snow White, isn't really about Snow White. It's about the queen and the dwarves mostly. And I think if you're going to pick one dwarf to like pay attention to pay attention to grumpy, you pay it. Yeah. You pay attention to grumpy. And, and I would even make the argument that look, if grumpy is chauvinistic and he's always, he's, he's a misanthrope and he's always complaining about women. I would say that his experiences are limited as well. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to say, look, grumpy is not all like that. He had, had some bad experiences, yeah, some and then bad locked, experiences and then got locked in and got <laughs> exactly and got locked in. And like, you know, it, it's it's not all like that, Grumpy, the same way as Snow White is, is, you know, so sheltered that, as you said, she can't even pay attention to the warnings. I mean, come on. This old hag comes to. Comes and they specifically I mean, said, like, don't let anyone in. Don't let anyone in. And then not only that, she thinks if you encounter a cottage in the woods, you it's <laughs> fine to squat there. <laughs> That's you. I mean, just yeah. if you if you if you dust up a little bit, if you dust up a little bit, then whoever's living there is going to be like, oh my gosh, well, hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, why don't you sleep in my entire upstairs? <laughs> um. <laughs> So uh, a contrast, and we discussed this on my other podcast, the protagonist podcast, we talk about um, Tangled in one of the episodes and how well-adjusted and how capable Rapunzel is of interacting with other people. And it's kind of the opposite of what Snow White displays. Somehow yeah. Rapunzel has this innate understanding of how to connect with people and get them to like her while still she has, you know, all the kindness of Snow White, but and, and maybe some of the naivete, but it doesn't work against her in the same way you would, you can imagine it would for Snow White in similar situations. Right. Right. Like Snow White's going to get herself into trouble. Rapunzel manages to get herself out of trouble. Yeah. See, that's, that's brilliant. And, and which do you want to hang out with? Like, do you want to be friends with Snow White? In one sense, Maybe if you're a blue jay and you want to get better at singing because mm -hmm. she kind of pushes you a little bit. You know what I mean? she's real good. Yeah, because she's really good. And she can, I mean, she can sing clearly higher than a bird. <laughs> so, 
But that's I mean, next minute. Next minute. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true. But I mean, it's just it sounds like a lot of work to be hang out with someone who you just would have to explain everything to all the time and be like, no, 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 you can't go in there. Well, why? <laughs> you know, and you'd be like, look, I just that's probably just going to be problematic or trouble or it's the warning signs just the regular social cues Mm -hmm. yeah you're you're totally right and i am gonna be stuck thinking about this long after (laughs) this this minute is done i can see you as we're trying to fall asleep tonight i I just want to like ponder because i've you know been thinking only about the positive qualities but you've made us think about you know it, it the rounded nature that they've presented for snow white where there's a definite negative to this kindness and innocence. Yeah, it's just it's inexperience and as you said, you know, dangerous. Mhm. You know. What and also have- just what's, you know, her I mean her trajectory. You know, she gets she gets out. She goes picking flowers. She try, you know, she escapes a murder attempt. She kind of I mean she would if it was up to her, she would have just been killed. It was the huntsman who Yeah, scared. she wasn't running away. No, she wasn't running away. She cowered. And she didn't think to kick him in his vulnerable parts or anything. <laughs> she actually just cowered. And listen, I, I'm not dogging on Snow White. I know she's just stuck behind the castle walls. So she doesn't have the experience, you know. Mm-hmm. But then she gets in the woods. She gets scared. She faints. And then she meets the dwarves. And as you said, they kind of take care of her. And that's nice. And then, she's, and then she eats the apple because she is completely inexperienced, can't pay attention to warning clues. And then she's dead. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not much of a trajectory for her. It's not like she went out, mm-hmm. like, at least in Siddhartha, he, you know, the, the, you know, Siddhartha leaves the palace and he has all sorts of different experiences that, uh, you know, seem to be fully enriching and last, last a lifetime. And he's fully engaged in it. Mm-hmm. You know, Snow White, it's, I don't know, stuff happens to her. Even the prince at the end, he, he just kisses walks her. up. <laughs> yeah, he kisses her without him taking the action. She just stays there in sort of a weird, morbid, half like wake, like like a look, you know, funeral kind of half dead, but not de- decomposing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, she's the title character. She's not really the the actor for this story. She's not the agent. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it like I still think there's, you know, interesting things to say about her. All right, do you have do you have anything else on this minute or uh no, we no. On? We should I'm move on. Too. All right. Well that'll that'll do everything for this minute. Join us again tomorrow for another minute of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. And in the meantime, you can support us by following us or subscribing on your iTunes or your podcast listening app of choice. Uh, you can also share us with friends and you can check out Jerry's stuff on what's the website. It's uh, Indiana Jones minute.com. All right. We'll be back tomorrow. See ya. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> 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 yes.